This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the September edition of my year-long podcast series on creating a more effective compliance program. Each month during this year, I'm focusing on a different topic, which will help you create a more effective compliance program. And for the month of September, I'm going to focus on innovation in compliance. First, a word from this month's sponsor, Oversight Systems. Thanks, Tom, and thanks to everyone for joining us today. Oversight's artificial intelligence platform takes a comprehensive, multi-dimensional approach to identifying anomalies that are suggestive of bribery and corruption. Our analytics look across various dimensions such as employees, attendees, vendors, and countries over an extended time period. This enables us to identify employees exhibiting patterns of potentially improper behavior or collusion that are difficult to detect by auditing a single transaction at a time. Based on the analysis, employees or vendors engaged in risky behavior are presented in a risk-ranked format for easy examination. Remediation activities and the underlying root causes are automatically documented to drive continuous improvement. Oversight clients can easily demonstrate to the board and, if ever necessary, to the regulatory authorities that proactive monitoring of business transactions for anti-bribery and corruption risk is an integral part of company operations. With Oversight's Insights On Demand, you can have a best practice approach to identify possible violations in travel and entertainment and procure-to-pay programs. For more information, visit us at oversightsystems.com. Innovation indeed. I hope you will join me for the entire one-month series on innovation. I'm going to take a look at artificial intelligence, social media, leadership, and structural innovations. I think you will find it a fascinating month, and at the end of the month, you will have multiple tools and techniques which you can utilize to make your compliance program not only more effective, but operationalized, more efficient, and helping you to create greater profitability for your organization. This podcast, One Month to a Better Compliance Program, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 18, Innovation Through the Use of Video in Your Compliance Program. Today I want to consider the use of video to assist ongoing communications in a best practices and fully operationalized compliance program. It has certainly been proven that social media video can boost your company's brand awareness and its sales. Why not consider using video to boost your compliance function's brand awareness and help spread the message of compliance, corporate values, and your ethos? In a recent article in Inc. Magazine entitled Everything You Need to Know About Creating Videos for Business, it reported that Facebook now generates an average of 8 billion video views per day, and YouTube reaches more 18 to 49-year-olds than any cable network in the United States. Why not take advantage of this natural tendency to produce compliance-focused content that would engage your customer base, i.e. your employees? There are three guidelines to consider <clears throat> which are equally valid or valid in communication for the compliance function. The first is to have a plan around what you want to do. This includes not only your script, but your budget. It does not have to be a high dollar in production. You can shoot a video in your office literally using your iPhone if that is all the resources you can muster. I recently attended the tech conference Collision 2017, and in the press area, there was a setup for interviews using iPhones. Indeed, at the 2016 SCCE Compliance and Ethics Institute, Courtney Nordham, recorded Roy Snell and myself for a live session of our Unfair and Unbalanced podcast using an iPhone. 
Another resource is your corporate media function. A great example of this was Centerpoint Energy video put out in 2015 after the Volkswagen emission testing scandal became public. The Video feature, featured the Centerpoint Energy president and CEO. He used the VW scandal to proactively address culture and values at Centerpoint Energy and then used the entire scenario as an opportunity to promote integrity in the workplace. But more than simply a one-time video, the company followed up with an additional resource entitled Manager's Toolkit. What does integrity mean to you? Which managers use to facilitate discussions and ongoing communications with employees around the company's ethics and compliance program? The cost for this video was quite reasonable as it was produced internally. This Centerpoint Energy example brings us to another key point, which is timing. Just as many chief compliance officers use the New York Times breaking story of Walmart's alleged FCPA violations in Mexico back in 2012, as an opportunity to brief senior management on what can happen when your company appears on the front page of a Sunday edition of the New York Times for FCPA violations, Centerpoint Energy used the Volkswagen emission testing scandal as an opportunity not only to reaffirm its own corporate values, but also to engage in ongoing communications around compliance and ethics. Another key element that's also built around time, and that is short videos are good videos. You can have a series of short videos communicating different aspects of your compliance program. It can range from short messages from your C CEO to videos of your CCO to videos of your employees. Employees will always tune in when senior management speaks to them eternally through a video. They want to hear from the president and the message of commitment to the culture and values of doing business ethically and in compliance. This is always a message that will resonate with employees, particularly if it comes from senior management. Also consider having employees in short discussions on how they may have overcome compliance challenges. Celebrate these events, but do not forget their power to educate and inspire others. Such techniques can give your employees a peek behind the curtain, not only to show the wizard has no clothes, but it makes your internal compliance function seem more authentic. And here let me devolve to a personal observation. When I was at Halliburton, we had an annual day when we had a worldwide company stand down for one hour to talk about safety. And in each one of these safety days, there was a video made about a safety issue, and it always featured a Halliburton employee. Sometimes it was a Halliburton employee who had been injured. Sometimes it was a widow or family of a Halliburton employee who had been killed, and sometimes it was another story. But it was incredibly powerful because it was the employees themselves telling the story, telling the story of what they did and what the consequences were to them. So how about thinking about such stories in compliance as well, utilizing your company's employees. What are some of the vi venues you can use for these videos? Of course, internal channels are always appropriate to use. If you have an internal Twitter function, you can post short videos that can, um, that can be posted and reposted multiple times throughout the day. If you have a tech-savvy, media-friendly company, you might want to consider an Instagram-type approach, combining videos and pictures. Finally, do not forget the power of YouTube. It is one of the largest search engines behind Google, Google and the prime location for video watching by the vast majority of folks, including your employees these days. And I would add, if you have millennials, uh, they're certainly going to go to YouTube. And the more you can put out on YouTube, on your branded YouTube channel about compliance and ethics, the more that you're going to pay attention. Finally, 
Never forget that one of the key factors listed in the 2012 Morgan Stanley declination to prosecute was that the company sent out 35 compliance email reminders to their recalcitrant FCPA employee and managing director. This was done over seven years. So I'd like to unpack that just for a minute. Now, in the Morgan Stanley declination, it was email reminders. But why not have compliance video reminders? Um, And then the number, 35 over seven years, that will not induce compliance fatigue. Uh, That's only five a year. And that's certainly something that would be in the budget of a compliance function. These videos can be used in a variety of ways, including as a legal defense to an FCPA allegation. Think about how Morgan Stanley was able to use these because the Department of Justice cited to it as one of the reasons for the declination. It was a very powerful lesson of something that could be cost-effective, yet important for your compliance function. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, use all the tools available to you to communicate the message of compliance. Video is certainly one. Uh, In the past, video was uh, highly produced, typically uh, not done very often, but in today's uh, reducing cost of video, I would suggest to you that it's a a very appropriate tool for you to utilize in-house with either in-house talent or uh, simply putting something together. Two, use current events as a starting point to discuss your corporate values. The Centerpoint Energy example around Volkswagen, Centerpoint Energy is the, uh, the electric company in Houston. It's the old Houston Lighting and Power. Yet they were able to utilize the Volkswagen scandal to reaffirm their corporate values. Many companies did the same after Wells Fargo. But use these current events as a starting point to discuss your corporate values. And finally, number three, do not forget the power of the Morgan Stanley Declination. 35 compliance reminders in seven years. This is something that I think is cost-effective and it is not going to induce compliance fatigue. The key is that you have put these compliance reminders out. It is continuous, ongoing communication, and you've documented this. If the government ever comes knocking, you can present to them, uh, this is not only what we do in terms of specific training, this is not only what we have done in terms of specific certification back from the employee, but we've engaged in ongoing communications and ongoing reminders. I think this is a way to more fully operationalize your compliance program and something that the government will take heed of in an investigation. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you again for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Innovation and Compliance. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I hope that you would rate our podcast as it would help in our rankings and help get the word out about the only monthly podcast series in compliance, which will help you create a better compliance program. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.